It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Welcome back to episode number five. We're almost on two hands now, boys. We're almost on two hands. Episode five of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. We're welcoming back Jackson, Tim, and myself, Kevin. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about today. We have, you know, A-Rob extension possibly. We've got Sox Cubs. We've got all sorts of crazy stuff we're going to go over. But before we get into that, how, how have we been doing over this past week? We're recording a, a day later than usual, which, you know, who knows if that's good or bad, but... What, uh, Tim, what have you been up to over the past week? Uh, just uh, been watching some Suns games with the wife. And excited to see, see that they clinch. She's excited. Uh, definitely some Suns fever out here, even though a lot of people don't think that uh, you know Arizona is, it cares about sports. But this weekend goes, and the shout-out goes to James Conrad winning the World's Disc Golf and getting on ESPN with the shot of the year. Probably shot of that. the sport. Uh, we're taking over. Now we have a deal with ESPN. Disc golf's taking over. We're in. So I'm happy about that. There you go. Uh, some uh, disc golf uh, possibly coming up in the future on the podcast, not just the highlights, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe there'll be a league or whatever's going on, a, a televised one now. Uh, Jackson, what have you been up to, my man? Uh, you know, packing still. We're making progress. Uh, we I move out three weeks today. So it's exciting, and then we'll be on the road for two days and get into D.C. on the 24th. Um, basically just hating my life because of the Chicago Cubs, but we will get there later in this podcast, and I am ready to unload on this organization. Um, I, 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 I got some grievances. I got some grievances, man. Uh, all right, we will, we will definitely get there, and we'll, we'll lead off with the Cubs when uh, we get to baseball, but... Uh, as for myself, nothing really too crazy. We've had a lot of visitors lately. The wife's uh, godparents came in from California. I got to see them. Her friend from D.C. came in, got to see her. So we've been busy with lots of visitors, which is great. Um, but just some a little funny story that happened today is that I took my son for a walk. And we, we live in a community that there's a, kind of a lot of older people around, and they like to go for walks. Olds, dude. Olds, yes. The olds, man. Old, you can't old, trust them. Not old enough where they can't walk, just, like, old enough where, like, they just need to go out and, like, do something and, you know. So, you know, being from the, the mall's not open. The mall's it, not open, it, so they can't walk the mall. Yeah, they walk to downtown, they come back, and then, you know, or, so whatever. We're, we're going on a walk, me and, me and my son, and, you know, being from the Midwest, I'm sure you guys all know, you, you do the Midwest wave. You say, you know, walk across the street, someone, you see someone, you wave. Uh, so the a guy walking his dog, probably 75, 76 years old, waves to me, sees me and my son. And I'm so used to like babysitting and well, not babysitting, but being a parent <laughs> of my son and just, you know, playing with my eight month old that he waves to me and I wave back and I give him like spirit, a spirit finger wave, like a very like, oh no yeah. So it was very uh, awkward. I didn't realize I was doing it until I put my hand down. But I gave him like he gave me like a nice solid like, "What's going on, brother?" And I gave him a little jazz. Hello. 
little jazz finger wave. So, Aww. you know, that was that was my little interaction. You know, today. that guy's walking his dog back and he's like, man, this neighborhood's really going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could only imagine what that you, like, I, I think you need to be opposite. Is like if someone waves, like get in his face and be like, "What do you want, old man?" And like shake Staying him out. Yeah. What are you doing outside afternoon? Like, oh, I, I, I think that'd be hysterical if someone did that as a prank. I'm, I'm sure there's there's been so many, so many YouTube pranks. I'm sure it's already been done. But yeah, that was my interaction today that I thought was a little interesting. Just gave a little 76 year old man a little jazz finger wave and went out went on uh, without my walk, my son. All right, before we uh, continue on, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears. And the big thing is kind of the Bears. The Bears. We've kind of been thinking about talking about this for a while, but we kind of ended up pushing it to this episode, which is A-Rob extension. So Allen Robinson, who's without a doubt been our best offensive weapon over these past few years, you know, he's been, you know, given the franchise tag over and over again, trying to work out a deal with, the organization just haven't come to anything. So we've got a couple questions. Just the first thing that I want to ask about A-Rob is, do you think, or do you want, excuse me, do you want the Chicago Bears to sign him? Jackson, do you want the Chicago Bears to sign Allen Robinson? 100%, yes. I love Allen Robinson. I am a Penn State fan, and he was great at Penn State. I wanted the Bears to draft him in 2014, and they did not. I was ecstatic when they picked him up in free agency. I think, obviously, his first year on the Bears, you could tell he wasn't 100% coming off that ACL, and they always say that is more like a 18-month um, recovery process. You see him definitely the past two years, what he's done for us. However, I don't know if the deal is going to get done. But, yeah, if they, can, if they can make a deal for him, do it. So... I know this is kind of in our itinerary. I think of just like the number and years of what we're going to give him. And I was looking today, and Robinson is 27 years old, right? He's going to be 27, probably turning 28 this year. And I was looking at, you know, because PFF ranked him like number four in the league, right? So I was looking at people around him on what they're paying for that and and i put in I put in age as an account so obviously you know one of the highest guys you got right now is hopkins the hopkins yep. at 20, 29 years old and he's got about 27 million dollars a year average now i think that's a stretch i think hopkins is well and above and you know deserves that you know and has proven that as in his time in houston and then you know the cardinals just knew who he was but obviously he's older a little bit older than um Robinson because he's about two years older so I was thinking okay who is like who is somebody that is kind of like similar in output to Robinson um and I was like you know what you know obviously I could think of uh like the Amari Cooper signing because it was something that was like I think that they're pretty similar same age Amari Cooper signed when he was 26 and he signed last year and that was 20 uh about 20 million average so I just remember the Bears kind of flirting around with that franchise tag, 18 million, him kind of wanting that like 18, 19 million a year. Sounds like he wants like a three, four year deal. So what I'm what I guess what I'm trying to say with the, the salary cap going up, I just don't see the Bears being able to sign him unless you're going to give him like three years guaranteed over 60 or, you know, four years, 80. 
And that's where I'm, I guess I'm kind of asking you guys like, yes, I think we all kind of consensus kind of want this guy, but what is the price that you say too much? So for what I have down, well, I, not, first of all, I think that I do want to sign Al Robinson. I think we all would love to have Al Robinson, you know, play for the bears over these next few years. And I think that the bears should sign him, obviously, depending on my next kind of, you know, what I'm going to say about the contract. Uh, I think that I could go for like a three to four year deal, you know, just cause like, you know, you know how receivers are, you know, they're obviously the outliers who are older and they still put up numbers, but you know, once you're in your thirties, it's really hard for you to become a top wide receiver in this game. So three to four years, we'd have him until, you know, 31 ish at that point. And I could see it working out where we give him, I put 18 on the 18 on the very, very low end. If he would accept that, I doubt he would. I don't but, think he signs for 18. Yeah. But I could see something more reasonable of being like 20, 21 mil over those three, four years. And if possible, like, I don't know how the contract would work. I am not an agent. I am not a GM. Uh, if you could possibly front load that, you know, towards his younger years. So he's cheaper when he gets older. Do, that'd yeah, be great. Do like an opt out. Or an opt out. Yeah. In that last year or so. But I would say. I would be comfortable, obviously, the lower the better, but 20, 21 mil a year, I think, would so be great. right around Amari Cooper. Right around Amari Cooper. And just, like, I did a quick search on his, you know, just some stats. And he, last year, with Nick Foles as his quarterback, with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback, and obviously we know he had Bortles and he hasn't had a competent quarterback up until hopefully this upcoming year, uh, he was top 10 in receiving yards. He was top 10 in receptions. He played all 16 games last year and he had zero fumbles. So he's given you what you want with suboptimal QB talent. And you got to kind of think, you know, what is, what is he, he, he's worth that 20 to 21 million now. And you think that if you have Justin Fields is who we think he's going to be, you know, that, you know, that'd be worth the price tag of 20, 21 million a year for at least three to four years, in my opinion. So, Jackson, you know, I'll, I'll leave this question to you because Devontae Adams is is up next year, right? Devontae Adams is 29, turning 30. What does he get paid? If, well, if, if it's I have the numbers up year. right now. So, Julio Jones is the number one paid wide receiver. AJ Green. He's like so, average a year. Yeah. Hopkins um, is the more per year. They're going to ask more. They're going to ask for more. And, like... Yeah, I think 21-22 is kind of the floor if you're Allen Robinson because he is younger. Uh, now, Omari Cooper, I just looked it up, is actually only 25 years old, which is crazy. So he's so he was, yeah, so he's 25 when he signed and turning 26 this year then? No, I, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I, had, I thought Omari Cooper was 25, 26 right now, so he's super Similar, young. similar ages. Yeah, I, a I year was, or two I, off. I was, yeah. I was more looking towards if they're close to um, or not. I mean, okay, no, Amari's 27. He just turned 27. Literally just turned so 27. So, they're, yeah, they're about the same age. I mean, yeah. here's here's the thing. Like, but, like, I, I think mean, if they if, don't if sign... Julio, if Julio's making 22 and a half, Robinson, who's way younger, is going to ask for 25, 26. He's, he want, he's already the top six paid wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. I um. He's going to ask for way more. He wants to be the number one wide receiver, and there's no other one. Because he can say, listen, I am the Chicago Bears offense. Like, I still put up, you know, 95 catches, 
to 110 catches the past two years. I average between six to seven touchdown catches a year. Now, I wish that was higher, but given the Bears and their quarterback situations, you know, that's we'll see what happens. Um, but I think he's going to ask for more just because, one, his age, two, what he's meant for the, the franchise as an offense as a whole, and I, he wants to be the number one paid wide receiver in the league. And, you know, 22 is, you know, it, it's like in any sport where someone signs a, a giant contract and then the next year or two, someone breaks it. Well, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I was kind of leaning towards. I feel like if the Bears, try I would to not sign be surprised. Him, I would not be surprised if he asked for 24 to 25. If the Bears don't sign him before Devontae gets the bag, they're screwed because Devontae is gonna get paid. Devontae, yeah, Devontae is gonna ask for 25 easy, easy, and he deserves it. Devontae deserves it. So, but, at what, but at what point do you like? You kind of have two different sides of the coin. Like they're both great talents at wide receiver, but one of them had, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. The other one had Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles throwing to him. So does that play a factor? Like, I think that absolutely does. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, that, I mean, that guys that leads me to believe, I mean, you got like this, the, you got the cap by all accounts, the cap is supposed to jump by 20, 30 million next year. You, the, you I mean, you should theoretically have be on one of the low ends of paying money towards quarterbacks because you have a rookie quarterback deal with fields and then obviously you won't have Foles and dalton at that time so you're you're you know you you got to spend money on something when you have a rookie right. quarterback deal and that's my thing like i just don't do we really want like trubisky's like first year second year where his best receiver was like what kendall wright or the, that Cam Meredith or whatever it was. Like, I mean, his second his second year would have been Allen Robinson. Yeah, but I mean, like, how does that? I mean, people talk about development. I know that people were talking about that with like Kyler Murray. Like, oh, is DeAndre Hop, or is Hopkins going to hurt his development? And like, no. I, I mean, I'm like, just be like, I'm like, it might hurt. Know. It might hurt the receiver a little bit because they may not get the ball to them as much. I mean, even though we're not supposed to talk about him, but you know, Deshaun Watson didn't get hurt in his development from having Hopkins on his on, on this team either. I just feel like you go out and you you tell your new quarterback, "Hey, we care about you. and We want you to have a weapon." I mean, look at these teams like the Bengals, who should have probably drafted Penny Sewell, but they they got they they got his they basically you know that they talked to him and said. Who they got Jamar Chase, right? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, like they went out and got his guy because they they realized that like having a receiver tied to a rookie quarterback is is very, you know, I mean, like it just I I know Jackson, you've alluded to it. I know you don't think that Mooney could be the number one, and he's a hell of a number two. Like I guess that leads me to believe if we don't sign. Alan oh, Robinson. Mooney has to be it then. But yeah, if we don't, if up. we don't sign him, we don't have a first round pick next year, so we can't go out and get a receiver. Right. Like we have to go get a free agent anyway. And what right. free agent are you going to get that's better than him? I mean, uh, other than Devontae Adams, who is up next year, I believe is what you said. But yeah, he is. You know, it's why try and gamble with, you know, you know how the Bears are. I mean, but, with I mean, here's the, if you're Allen Robinson, you're getting older, right? Twenty seven. I mean, that's still in your heart of your prime but like if you're Allen Robinson like you've played with some very mediocre quarterbacks to say the least and you know he he's probably thinking to himself man can you imagine if I have 
three to five years with like a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or like an Aaron Rodgers type quarterback where it allows me just to win. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. Uh, I believe that Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl as when Allen Robinson was a wide receiver on their team. So counterpoint, I know it's a I'm just trolling right no, now. And, but. And, I mean, again, he could be the best. He could be the best Bears receiver of all time. I think he's just looking for. He might already be. He yeah. might already be. I, well, yeah. I mean, just statistically will be. So like, I, I just feel like if if you go out and give him the money, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like you got to yeah. think about it, too. Our I think defense. there is some things, though, that hurt Robinson when he's in yeah. contract negotiations. Like, he did struggle at the beginning part of the year, like, winning jump balls. Like, I know he didn't fumble the ball, and that's fantastic. But no going win those 50-50s, yeah. No, not yeah. winning the 50-50s, or like, yeah, I mean, come on, man. You're 6'4", 6'3". You've always been known as your vertical going back to college. Like, don't there were times that. he looked so, he looked soft-ish soft. yeah. as a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, I, and again, it just what do you we I keep reading and hearing. Okay, our defense is one of the oldest in the NFL. Like we're gonna get rid of some guys, right? Like if the other the guy on the other side who's been useless on the other side of Khalil Mack, if he doesn't show up this year, we can get rid of him. You might see Hicks gone and stuff. So you're you're what I'm. I guess uh, Hicks I'm trying is gone. To, Hicks what, is gone. what I'm trying to say is we're going to free up more money at the end of this year on our defense. And then we need to decide what do we want to be for this rookie quarterback that we have? Do we want to throw money at his offense? Looks like we're doing that. And with that left tackle pick, you know, what I mean, like, do we want to throw money and be and change our identity and go full into Nagy scheme and all that? And, and, and the, I think the case to make that is to give Robinson the bag. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see him retire a bear. And I think there's one thing that might keep him here, and that is Justin Fields. Like, whenever we think Justin Fields is going to come into the starting lineup, whether it's week one, which I know Nagy says it's not going to happen, but I'll believe it when I see it type of thing, or if he comes in week four, and let's say Fields is it. Like, let's say he's he's mature past his age, you know, Brian Pace might go to Robinson and be like, listen, we got you your quarterback now. He's young. You're still in your heart of your prime. Like, we've the, the offense now has more weapons than the defense. Do you want I to don't sign think, I don't think we have bargaining chips with him. I think our only bargaining chip, unfortunately, with him is going to be money because I think we've soured no, and that. Then and then you throw in the money. Yeah, him. we've but soured like, that. We, we, have- he's not going to take. You still, have to make, you still have to make an offer why you need to stay here as a team perspective. Like, hey, we're going to win here and we can pay you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm just saying they've soured that by tagging. I, I, I really don't think he's going to sign here. I really don't. Um, and it sucks because they should have got a deal done last year and they waited. And I don't know why they didn't do it. I mean, they didn't know what who was throwing the ball. I'm also not looking forward to the whole his whole agent tweeting and that whole that it's whole drama. That's so bizarre. That, and yeah, like, I'm the not one looking thing that, to that pisses me off about a Rob is like how pretentious he gets on social media about not putting like his Twitter handle on and stuff like that. And like he he's made it known, and he's even got some of the team players to tweet or put posts on Instagram and whatever. Like, hey, pay this guy, pay this guy. 
Yeah, to, I'm pretty to sure. To go against that, like, that's the nature of the league right now, though. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent They're it's, all looking out for each other. They it's want to become. It's become. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, it's become a mini NBA, man. Like you got to yeah. go and make your, you know, make your case. Yeah, and then you can, and if you don't like where you're at, you can force a trade whenever you want. You know, just this is how it is. I mean, uh, I, I could definitely see him signing with Green Bay if Devontae yeah. walks. Don't say that. Yeah, don't, don't put that evil on us, please. Well, while we're it talking about once. a good Bears player, let's talk about Khalil Mack because PFF ranks Khalil Mack the sixth best player in the NFL. Kev, do you agree with this ranking or not? All right. Uh, b- before I get into that, let me just read you off the first, the top five players who are ahead of uh, Khalil Mack. So number one is, this is all players in the NFL. Number one is Aaron Donald. Number two is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, then that's um, my question. I was going to say, is this just defense? But there we this, go. Yeah, this is all <laughs> all, uh, all positions. Uh, number three is Travis Kelsey. Number four is Quentin Nelson. Number five is Devontae Adams. And then A-Rob actually made the list of top 50 players. He is number 34, um, just to throw another Bears player in there. They're the only two Bears players in the top 50. Uh, five so, was, was who? Devontae Adams. So Donald, Mahomes, wow, Kelsey. Wow, guard, a guard Nelson, made four, huh? Adams. Yeah, so I I agree he's in the top ten, but I have him at eight. So the, I put two players above him in the six and seven spot and put him into eight, um, just because like the players I was looking at who were um, below him were like Bobby Wagner, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, just players that I didn't think Clue. I thought Clue Mack was just a better player, but the two players I put above him were Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like it just makes no sense to have those yes. two players below Khalil Mack when one just won a Super Bowl and one just won the MVP. So I haven't met crazy. It's not all quarterbacks almost. Yeah. I, I, I literally thought it was going to be all quarterbacks. I, yeah. I like the top three. I like the top three. I think, I think the like next closest quarterback might've been other than uh, Rodgers and Brady was, uh, could have been Russell Wilson. I had, had to go back and double check, but I have him at eight. I think he is a top 10 player. I think that he can get to that possibly top five if he you know produces and we have he has a great season um so at first i was like six that seems way too high and then i was like looking at the other players and i was like yeah in terms of his impact on defense in terms of his ability and that it doesn't seem like that's a list where it's like accounting age or future to the franchise it's this year now exactly exactly and, yeah. and like when i read it and i was i saw quentin nelson i was like okay like you know, it's not the sexy pick, but he's he is just unstoppable. He's crazy oh, good. So he doesn't allow sacks. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what, what's your take on? Do you think he's number I think, six? Or? I think he's absolutely a top five or a top uh, ten player. I, I agree with where he's at. I mean, if anyone is down on him, I just don't understand why you'd be down on him even in a year where we had lower amount of sacks and getting there or getting home because of just the impact that he does. Um, I, you know, I looked at some impacts just on his side or the most side that he plays the most. One of the things I think that he impacts the most of the bears, I think he's allowed Roquan to be that better player, uh, to be that guy that can go and, and really kind of sniff out that offense because you know, one side's going to be taken up and you know, that side's going to have, is going to have contained, you know, that side is going to be somewhere that they can't really run the ball to. I think that helps a guy like Roquan. And I know that he's just left our team, but look at Kyle Fuller. Like, Kyle Fuller, I think, always had trouble with us. Uh, he, he had a good year in 2017, which I think he was coming into his own and, you know, trying to get his extension and all that. But 
you know how Kyle Fuller plays. He plays off the receiver, and him coming up and making tackles in the run game almost was like non-existent in 16-17. And I think he was able to play back more on on his receiver and kind of cover his side of the field, knowing 52 is going to cover the run or get to the quarterback to pressure. I mean, he had two interceptions in 17 and seven in 2018. I think just it's the stuff like that, that Mac, he, he, he not only impacts the, the game, like right, you know, week one against the Packers, even though yeah. we lose that game, not only individually, he, but as a team, he impacts everyone on, on defense. I think we've gotten bailed out on some of the, de- on the defensive, um, on our defensive, like underbelly, if you will, just because 52 is on the field. Jack, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to push back. Um, I think he is definitely a top player in the league. However, you know, um, if you look at his numbers, you look at his sack numbers, they've gone down every single year. Um, His tackles have gone down every single year. He's not getting holding calls when he doesn't get to the quarterback. Um, he's, and I, I think he's, I, I'd put him like right at 10. Um, so t- last, so 10. Yeah, I'd put him at top 10. I, I would not be afraid to put him at 11 or so. Um, and, and, you know, he is getting a little older. What, he's 30 years old? He's our age. Um, which is not, Pass rushers, they can live forever because they, they're they not taking the, the abuse on their knees like an inside tackle or a linebacker. Um, but there were times last year where he, if he's getting a one-on-one, he has to win that fight. He has to win that. And a lot of times he gets sacks, they're not in meaningful part of the games. Um, I think he needs to get back to that 2018 level and you know he might have been hurt last year you know they're all banged up a lot of these players were not up to par when it comes to their conditioning because there wasn't a training camp or preseason um and historically he has been kind of like a, a little bit of a slower starter he one thing that worries me about mac is he's not been getting the ball right he has been forcing turnovers um well, and it's not just been him. It's been the Chicago Bears' defense. It's not yeah, but, but here's the thing. You pay well. pass rushers. You can make the argument that they are the second or third most important position on the field. Right? According to the list list, it's number one. They're yeah. number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's playing on the inside. He's an undersized defensive tackle. Um, but, I mean... Aaron Donald, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they put him at number one. Right, so, Jack, you said you had him at, like, 10 or 11. Who, who, what players did you have ahead of him at that, off the top of your head that you Probably could think besides of? the ones that kept. Yeah, maybe I'm besides sure Brady. I, I might Brady. put Bobby Wagner in there. Bobby yeah, Wagner. Bobby Wagner had a down year last year. He was number eight, I believe, because I think it went Mac, Brady, then Wagner, if I recall. I that. might put Wagner. Wagner is always on the ball. And, like, yeah, you could say he had a down year, but that – Seattle defense, it's not the Seattle defense he came up with, right, where you have Cam Chancellor and you have um, Sherman and all those guys behind you. He is the defense, and he's still putting up good numbers. I mean, he's been a a pro bowler every single year that he's been in the league. He's tremendous. Um, I I mean... T.J. Watt, would you put him above... 
TJ, I might put TJ. How many sacks did last year did TJ have? Over 15, something like that. One defensive player of the year. He's younger. I mean, if Mac is up to the 2018 level this year, then yes, 100%. He's arguably one or two best defensive players in the TJ, league. TJ Watt was like a like a Mac when he first came in because he made Bud Bud Dupree look like he was a, a, like an All Pro player too, and Bud Dupree's not that good. But yeah, I mean, easy to get home when TJ Watt is yeah just, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you have, I mean, but that's the point of having a, a, a top end pass rush. And it's like that's the that's been the frustrating thing the past three years with the Bears is that like okay you have someone like a Mac and that you would feel that like should... someone with a pulse on the other side should be doing well and yeah, Leonard, and like, Floyd, you, you Leonard Floyd can't. But then he goes to 99, he goes to Aaron Donald's team, is able to do it. And then you have but Robert I think, that's also, I, I think that's also just a product of, like, when you're playing with the Rams. And the Rams are so weird because, like, they're not really known for their linebackers as much. Like, they have decent linebackers. But Donald is just such a force. I mean, you well, have and to. You, do- and with the Rams, you have a former... Bears uh, defensive. Uh, you, I mean, isn't their defensive coordinator wasn't he on the Bears? Uh, I, he was on the Bears no. under Vic Fang- Fangio. Yeah, who knows how to get? Tree. Yeah, who knows how to get stunts going to get right. guys home? All right, let me just read you off the couple of players that were around the same area. So it was so Mac was at six, Brady was at seven, uh, Bobby Wagner was at eight. George Kittle was at nine. Ooh, that's a good one. Aaron Rodgers ten. TJ Watt eleven. Look at Derek how Henry, 12. look at how bad the 49ers did in the beginning of the season because Kittle got hurt week one and was never okay. Like yeah. the whole, the whole about, season. I mean, Bosa healthy. Both Bosa's when they're healthy. That was too. But I mean, again, you're you're talking about how how important pass rushes are, and then Bosa and Kittle goes down week one against the Cardinals. I was watching that game. And it's just like, oh, uh, well, okay. It's, it's weird. Uh, the, the top, the top people. Who was number four, Kev? It was Quentin uh, Nelson. Yeah, Quentin Nelson was number four. I, I will say this: I, the one thing I like about uh, Pro Football Focus is they do a really good job of like making sure not just like the glory positions are highlighted, right? Like having Aaron Donald and Quentin Nelson in the top five is great, and then having. Um, Kelsey at three. I mean, you look at where the league is. It's about having a good quarterback, having a good left tackle, pass rusher, and that tight end has become just as, as valuable as a good wide receiver. Yeah, I'm please, sure if you ask please, any Cole Komet, please. I know. Good. Hey, well, he, I saw those pictures of him at like tight end university, and he was looking pretty ripped. So that got me a little, you know, excited. Yeah, the picture of him doing the curls. Yeah, just, yeah. Just hold on, like you can still carry people. Just hold on to the football. I mean, well, the, the worst was ta- hearing part of my take, and and the guys that set it up was Greg Olson and uh, and George Kittle, and two guys who wanted to be Bears, who wanted to be on the Bears organization, and you know, like. Obviously, Kittle is a little bit different because we didn't draft him. But, you know, I mean, two dudes who wanted to be Bears that we just, you know. like. I mean, think Kittle slid, what, all the way to the fifth round? Yeah. And it's like he didn't play. He played at the University of Iowa, which is like tight end university. And then it's like you draft a guy in Shaheem in the second round from nowhere college. It's just like you're, you're going to pass on a guy who's played in Big Ten football. At a great university where they turn out really the guy good. From, the guy from tight end university could be decent, but the guy from nowhere university could be anything. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 
Wait, this guy, who's the biggest uh, school he ever played against? Mount Vernon Tech State University or the guy he's played against, like, Michigan? Huh, I'm going to go with this guy. <laughs> yes, I'm going to gamble on that one. I'm taking the six foot eight Yeti boy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, well, I will say this. Let's Going back to the tight ends, I do appreciate the tight ends mentality of, like, they're basically pro wrestlers nowadays, the attitude. You look at Kittle and Gronk and Kelsey, they're like pro wrestlers in the league. Like, when they're not catching touchdowns, they're like slamming beers and vandalizing. They do like the... Ranks. They have like the... Yeah, they have like the uh, personality of like a skills player, but then they have like that like blue collar, like I'm here to party, like a lineman would, or some some similar like combination yeah. of that. They, they also feel like they're just the dumb jock. Yeah. So you know what's scary about the, these rankings is that the Green Bay Packers have four players in the top 15. Who are the other ones? Rodgers so, and Adams. So, and, you was, yeah. still, and you still have a quarterback who wants to get out of there. Yeah, so Rodgers was 10. Number 14 was Jair Alexander. And number 15 was David Bakhtari. Bakhtari. So, I mean, you have four players in the top 15 and, you know, did they have Amos in the top 50? Because I know they're all about Adrian Amos. I did not see him after my quick scroll. Yeah, I don't think he's on here. Because Pro Football Focus loves Adrian Amos. Nick Bosa was uh, 27, as I'm scrolling through quickly. Uh, yeah, not seeing him. But I'm also scrolling very fast, so I'm not just sitting here doing that. I don't think he's on here, no. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, they got players. It's see what yeah. happens. I mean, it, it all depends on Rodgers. If Rodgers comes back, then, yeah, they're the favorite in the NFC. And hopefully well, that city crumbles to the ground. and Oh, they deserve mediocrity. Jackson, yeah. do, you know, do you know how many days there is until the NFL season? No. I think you could take a guess. 75. 69. Oh, man. Come on, that was a layup. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was 69. I didn't want to say it. I didn't. I, of course it's 69. Yeah, I took the... Well, let's talk about a sport that's currently going on, and let's... Cause Tim, I gotta I, stop I, you. I gotta stop you. What's going on? I got bear news. Bear alert! Bear alert! Bear alert! I will say this to our folks... This is kind of sad, bear alert, bear news, but an inspiring one. So, um, again, this is coming from my sister, who's given us two out of three last bear news. Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Mary. Um, So, a couple months ago, there was a bear named Bruno, who was spotted in St. Louis, County and St. Louis City walking around. Apparently, Mary's boss, who now drives a bus, saw Bruno walking down the street. So that's kind of cool. But Bruno, they figured out, has been traveling all over the Midwest, walking all over the place from like Minnesota, Wisconsin. Black bear, brown bear? Yeah, I think he's a black bear. This guy, he's been all over the Midwest. He gets into Missouri, St. Louis, walking downtown, and then he goes through 
Arkansas, and he gets all the way to Louisiana, and he got hit by a car, and he was just put down a couple days ago. But Bruno the Bear, the bear that saw the Midwest, you know... Did they at least let him eat some gumbo or something before they let him go down? I I don't know. Dude, those Cajuns probably didn't even know what it Bruno was. Bruno the Bear, the wandering bear, died in Louisiana. Um, it's very sad. He he wandered all over the place. I, I, you know, I go to D.C. in a couple weeks. I'm going to pitch that they put a bear statue on the mall right next to, like, Abraham Lincoln. I guarantee if it was in Louisiana, it was probably Gardner Johnson, the cornerback on the Saints. He's probably <laughs> the most Yeah. I like to imagine that Bruno was just like just any old traveling hobo and was like trying to run down and like jump in a boxcar to catch a train I, across the Midwest. Yeah. Had a little like sack with like his like salmon in it on a stick. I'll send it to you guys so our, our readers can read. He traveled through Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. He swam the Mississippi River four times. He's an American hero. R.I.P. Bruno the Bear. R.I.P. Who was who was who like knew he was doing all this? Just like random people they, who saw him. Did they have him? a tracker on him or something? They must have just had. Yeah, him. it sounds like he had a tracker on him. But he would he traveled 800 miles. That bear. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully next week's bear alert or bear news will be a little bit more uplifting. But you know, gotta pay our respects to one of our bear brothers. A legend. A legend. Obviously, there needs to be some sort of, uh, you know, pregame. You know, memorial at the next at the opening Bears game. I think we just need a statue of him in every city he went to. When I'm blowing shit up this weekend, I'm thinking of Bruno. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm thinking of America and Bruno at the same time because you know what? He goddamn stands for it. You know, he and wandered you know around. He wandered around. He stands around. for America, and I guess what? I stand for him. The the Lewis and Clark of Bears, Bruno. He traveled 800 miles, man. He traveled farther than my move to D.C. Dude, good for him. If I would have stepped foot in Arkansas, I would have turned around. But he kept going. I never would have made it to Missouri. I'm like, no, I'm not going to Missouri. Yeah, that's that's also not, not a fun But one. that's that's our week's fair news. R.I.P. Traveling that far, that's like us traveling in space, like Bruno Mars, you know? <laughs> Damn. Play wow. our words. Word yeah. play. Well... While we're while we're got, we got Jackson all sad, we might as well get him angry. Let's, let's talk <laughs> about it. Let's talk about baby bears. Let's talk about the baby Brunos. Well, yeah, the baby Brunos. The let's talk about baseball, and you know that's a nice little segue right into it, Jackson. How are the Cubs doing? Well, Tim, I think I'd rather be trapped in a burning dumpster on the Titanic than being a Chicago Cubs fan. They have dumpsters on the day. <laughs> I think they just threw their trash off the side. No, they, they did. And I was in it, and they lit it on fire, uh, and then it went into the ocean. But it is, you know, Saturday's game where they gave up the walk-off, that game just sunk their say. They have not been the same since. I get that they lost on Friday, whatever. But Saturday's game, they got absolutely robbed with the reverse call on Hayward's home run. Uh, the umpire said he did not have clear evidence either, but still reversed the change in the call. And, you know, 
the Cubs bullpen at the time was lights out. They get a 3-2 lead in the seventh inning. You know who they're going to. They're going to go with Chafin, Tapera, and Kimball, and it's over. The game's over. And then, obviously, you split in um, Los Angeles, but they lost all. They lost three out of the last four. And then, you know, okay, you're three back going into the Milwaukee game. That's not terrible. Maybe you win one out of three, best in two out of three, and you're two games back. And now you're down six. And then yesterday's debacle. Up seven runs. and then Up seven the runs. Both up the Cubs and the seven. Yankees were up 7-0 in the first inning and both lost. I did not see that about the Yankees. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. But besides the fact, you were up 7 nothing. The offense is finally hitting. You lost a tough game on Monday in which you were tied going into the uh, eighth inning, and then you let the floodgates open on Monday. You lose 14-4. Okay, whatever. Tuesday, you lose a 2-1 to one game, and now you're up 7 nothing in a 2-1 and, and, and in that 2-1 to one game, we had like bases loaded like three different times. Yeah, and got nothing. Got absolutely jack. And then you're gifted seven runs. It's already going to be a bullpen game for the Brewers, they announced. So you know they're going to go through. They, they th- were throwing this game for us. They fucking threw this game for us. And I had a feeling, I, I, saw, I was checking on my phone. They were up 7 nothing. I made a joke to myself, they're going to probably lose this game. Because you can't trust Arietta anymore. He can't even make it to four innings. He couldn't make it out of two innings. Before you know it, it's seven to three or seven to two after the first inning. I'm like, they just gave this Brewers team life, giving them two runs in that first inning, and it's over. Because I mean, the in co- the month of June, what we went, you know, we dropped down. I mean, we, our rotation's not already good. It was already bad. Yeah, now, we're, one, now we're like, now we're like the twenty, yeah, twenty sixth rota- rotation in baseball, just because of what happened in the last couple, you know, like last days. week and a half. You you went from like one of the top bullpens to like the six seven bullpen which you can't complain about but like it's just and those are yeah, two outliers we're, we're in a free fall and know. like they don't they don't change their approach i don't know what the hell they're doing they looked and i get i get this month guys in or in and out of injuries and and i get don't get me wrong their schedule this month was brutal it was absolutely brutal you have two west coast swings you had the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres. You were mostly on the road, but damn, like there was no fight in yesterday's game when they when they finally went down. When they when they were down ten seven, the game was over. The it game did, was over. It just seemed it seemed to me. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Tim. No, it seemed ahead, to me guys. that like those the three games just against the Brewers uh, these past few games. Seems like you guys like just lost it in like every single way possible, like a blowout, a close game, and then up big, and then you lose a lead, and it's like. But the first game wasn't even a blowout until the eighth inning. They came back on that game, right? They they came back came in the back seventh and inning had, and had bases loaded, couldn't even get it done, and then it it, it it just it just imploded. They imploded on two games in which you could have been like, if they would have won yesterday. They are four games back, and now they're six. That was a two-game swing. Like, that's huge in baseball. So if you have to pin pin the 
Cubs recent uh, difficulties on one thing? Is it their starting pitching? Is it just hundred percent? Hundred percent. You can only count. We're, we're all right, we can't hit either in the month of June. Yeah, I think I think the overall problem is starting pitching. Um, now, granted, I get that baseball. You only need to go five innings, six if you're great. But um, we knew that going into the season. Almost. We know that going in, but they pitch. May they pitch their ass off, and then this one they pitch back to the means of what they were. And maybe this was the whole theory could be, could, you know, put the tinfoil hat on. Maybe Jed knew, like, okay, they're going to be good for, like, a month or two. And then by the summertime when the ball starts traveling and it gets warmer out, like, they're going to be in trouble. At least you did get to see a win, a Chicago win in baseball. You had to go with a Sox game for our buddy's Drew's birthday. Happy Actually, birthday, I, Drew. Happy I birthday. Left, I left during the second game. How are so the I, Sox doing? There? I saw them lose. Uh, you know, the, the Sox, they kind of, I feel like the Cubs are doing now what the Sox did last week of just like not showing up either pitching wise, bullpen wise, hitting wise. And then they kind of turned it around. Granted, they have played the twins the past three games. Um, could have been four, but they got, uh, rained out on one of them. Got a spicy uh, series with the twins right there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to that in a sec, but, uh, so it's, it's good. Like I know I've said this plenty of times saying that like the Sox tend to have a difficult time beating good competition, but you know, you need to beat the bad teams too in order to make the playoffs and to win. Um, so I am in a much better mood about the White Sox currently because I just looked it up and Cleveland just lost. So now that we have a five game lead on the Indians and our following two series before the uh, all-star break, are against the Tigers upcoming and then the Twins again. So we could possibly, you know, extend that lead a little bit more, which is great. Uh, I'm just happy that, you know, we were pretty anemic on offense against the Mariners and against the Astros, but we were able to score combined 28 runs in the three games against the Twins. Oh, I know that I, I know that their I know that their bullpen is just garbage. Their rotation is pretty bad as well. But you know, it's just kind of like. You, it's good. To, it's good to happen. I'm, I don't care if it happens against a good team or a bad team. It, you need to have those bats show up, and it did, in a very big way. And that could have been caused by something else that Tim was alluding to earlier. Um, another good thing that I saw from the series is that the bullpen looked better. Um, there, no earned runs were given up by the bullpen except by Evan Marshall, but he ended up going on the IL, so it could have had could have had to do with that. But Crochet looked better. I'm guessing you listened to the podcast last week when I called him out and said he was bad. Um, Hendricks gave up a few runs, uh, today he gave up one run in a non-save situation and then another one in the first game of the series. Um, but ever, other than that, Cody Hoyer has looked good. Um, the, the sky burr that we called up has been looking good. So the bullpen has been looking better. And then the rotation, you know, I know G Leo gave up three runs, which isn't a big deal, but they've looked better as well. We got Kopech back. So everything so far over this past series has been looking good. Uh, the only negative thing is that we just cannot seem to stay healthy because Moncada just got out uh, with a bruised wrist, they said, and he got Isn't he had even kind of been playing like poo poo, too. No, he's actually been playing pretty well. I, I think during that stretch where the Sox were playing just terrible in general, I think he was kind of slumping there for a little bit. But overall, throughout the season, he's been playing pretty good. Um, he's he's was nominated him, Abreu and Grandal were all people they were pushing for all-star votes. Grandal's got the weirdest fucking stat line ever. Yeah, I love it. You, you gotta love it, yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's just like one of those an- like anomalies of baseball, you know, where it's like, you know, he's batting like two two fifteen, but his oh, like on base percentage is through the roof. So, and he's he's been he's been, uh, you know, uh, tearing it up as well, just hitting dingers. But with Moncada getting hurt, supposedly there's some swelling in his wrist, so he'll be out for the Tiger series. So we called up Jake Berger, so it's Berger time, flipping some patties over at third base. Uh, and actually, in the game today when Makata went out, Andrew Vaughn played third base, which was kind of crazy to see. And shout out to him for just, you know, manning up and playing wherever, you know, coach tells him to go. So, um, but just overall, I've been feeling much better about the Sox after the series. And just hopefully we can kind of take this success into the All-Star break. Well, not you only know, the with- success, but you got a guy with a giant stick up his butt. Why does Why does Josh Donaldson hate the White Sox? All right, so basically, let me just run, like, run, let me just run this. I don't know. What's going on with this guy? Yeah, that was, this is the dumbest press conference I've seen. I don't know, like, where it came from. Well, so I guess a little background for people who may, may not know if you got, you know, Cubs fans who don't follow the Sox or all this. But the drama has been that Donaldson has been, you know, he's kind of been on my in my uh, camp in terms of, like, you know, been hating on these pitchers who have been using – substances and complaining about it, yada, yada. So he, he's been kind of on the, you know, pitchers are cheating and calling them out for it. Like the anti Trevor Bauer, essentially, which well, that's, but anyway, so he's been calling out pitchers and I guess that um, he, he's noticed that Giolito's uh, spin rate has been down since they've kind of been, over these past few weeks when the umps have been cracking down on, you know, sticky stuff. So he celebrated, he hit a home run off of him in the first game of the series, I believe. And he celebrated by giving like looking into his bench and giving like a hand motion, like, Oh, I I don't have sticky stuff on my hands after he crossed home plate. So, and then he, then they asked him what was that about in the press conference and just said basically the same thing. Spin rates down just alluding to like he's a cheater he's been using spider tech forever and then giolito responded saying you know he's a fucking pest and you know he's classless and if you want to say something say it to my face and then <laughs> the next day apparently he met him in the parking lot like it's a high school fight or something like that and called him out and apparently there's been reports that uh Hen, uh, Liam Hendricks said that that was bullshit and that he actually didn't do that or to the extent of, you know, getting into Giolito's face and saying, you know, I'm in your face now. I'm going to tell you how it is or whatever. And then that rolled into Ozzy and Donaldson going back and forth saying, I know you know how Ozzy is saying like, oh, if I was a manager, I would have hit him. And just kinda... why, why are grown men meeting each other in the parking lot of a professional game at all? I don't know. Don't they take like the team bus? Like that's what, what like, I'm saying. What's going on? Especially if you're a road team. Yeah. Was so, Donaldson just like, you know, like, man, I'm gonna fucking drive my Toyota Camry up there or what? Like, that's what I don't hey, know. Coach, hey, coach, let me drive the bus for like an hour. I, I mean, just be somewhere. Just from like the, my, you know, just from like doing like research and like watching watching the interviews and just seeing Donaldson and kind of knowing how he is. Like last year, I don't know if you remember, he hit a home run off of Ronaldo Lopez, and then he like showed up the ump by like rubbing dirt on home plate as he crossed it. He just seems like a guy who like he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an ass. He just like he has a bleached like a bleached mohawk. Like and like he hasn't been like he's been okay, but he's been nowhere near what he was with like with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, he, I mean he he did win the MVP. He has been you know really good. Like he was good with the Braves. Was I think it was. 
was he on the Braves last year or two years ago? But yeah, I think so. He's he's definitely been a really really good baseball player, but like the thing but that I, like nowhere near what he was I, in Toronto. I feel like I wouldn't take. I mean, I don't know if he's just doing it to get some like Twins fire because it's division rivals or whatever. But like, I feel like if I'm gonna come come go at any guy for like this like the spin rate sticky shit, but like you know like I'm probably gonna go after a guy who's been good for a while like and it's like outspoken about it you know like, yeah like giolito yeah. like obviously you could play the devil's advocate and he like got good out of nowhere you might be like okay was it because of that or whatever but i just feel like at every point in time you know you got a whole bunch of the guys in the league using it i feel like so you know I, i'm not condoning it I, I i'm just saying i feel like he's a product of everyone using it and trying to become better and I, you know i can't you know i can't fault him for trying to like you know play with the playing field i think it was dumb that all the pitchers are doing it but regardless i'm saying like go after like a garrett cole who's getting paid like you know somewhere i can't even like you know answer a goddamn getting, question yeah you know? and like, the question is like freezing up on the stand over there but so the thing that like really got me is like, like has he ever like hit him or something like no I, I, think that, I think that he has been like on the train of like all pitchers are, you know, if you're using this, you're a cheater. So I'm going to go after anyone and everyone who I think is, has been using it. So like he saw the, so is know, he just going to get a microphone in his face every game? Cause I think, like, I, I, I think that if it was like, if he was playing the Indians and it was Bieber who like, he know that his stats came out and his RPM was down or whatever spin rate. And you know, he hit a home run off him. I think he would do the same thing. I think it just happened to be that it was against Giolito but, like, I'm totally on board with you. Like, go after someone who's, like, super, you know, arrogant about, like, outspoken about it. Like, you know, it denies, you know, that it helps, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Giolito, like, Grant, even if he was or wasn't using it, he's not, like, he's in your face he's, about it. And, and, and like, Giolito's, he's not a proven star yet. You know, yeah, like, he's, he's like, been he, an all-star once, but, like, yeah. he's not, like, this is, like, Clayton Kershaw or, like, um, yeah. Like, Garrett yeah. Cole, you know, I, something yeah, like that. I, I think that's whack. Well, and the, and the thing, too, is, like, he's, like, saying this, but he's at, but the way he, like, says this about, like, pitchers, he's, like, insinuating that, like, no one on the Twins organization has ever used that. That's and such bull. Like, Everyone's using I, it. Everyone's I know, done and it. it's, like, and he's, he's talking about, oh, your spin rate's down. Like, oh, like, I hit a home run off for you. And, like, I just looked at Matt Shoemaker's ERA the other day, and it's, like, eight. Now he's off the team now. But, like, you've got all of these. Kenta Maeda had five walks in, like, four innings. So, like, you're going to say this about an opposing pitcher, but you're going to kind of just, like, sweep under the rug that, oh, yeah, our pitchers are all, you know, trash currently, and it could be because of, you know, the sticky stuff. I mean, stuff. it was – I saw on, on Sunday I was at the game where the first player got ejected. Right, and he didn't have spider tack, but what he was doing, and they they said this in the rules, so they had the right to toss him, is that he had uh, rosin inside the mitt of his glove, and mm -hmm. th you can no longer do that. Like you can't have any foreign substance in the glove, and he didn't know that, or he didn't understand that that was going to be implemented. And I mean, it was very weird to be like, "Oh, this guy's out of here," and then you realize later in the game, like he got kicked out because he had some type of material. It wasn't spider tack, or you know, any other type of lotion. But you know, they're they're cracking down. But yeah, I think with Donaldson, like going back to it, it's just he's just an asshole. And like, he's trying to be White, the guy from Major props to the White Sox. Yeah, the props to the White Sox for not like throwing at him because like, listen, you're a first place team. 
you can't be screwing around with a last place team to like prove a point to them. Like, yeah. and especially where since that, where does that put you at as a Twins organization? Like, that's not even like you know. They're not like, relevant. Yeah, you were you were supposed it, to be relevant, and you weren't. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't. Like, that's so stupid. If you're the White Sox, like, especially in the past three or four weeks where you've been very up and down. Like, you can't afford to get people ejected or have time off or people getting suspended because of fighting and shit. Like, because you don't know, um, you know, if you go on a slid and you're like, man, we could have really used that pitcher or that hitter today, but they're suspended because they've been fighting with the last place team. Yeah, I, I, I think that they did a good, I think they did a good job Just in terms more. of like using yeah. it as bulletin board material in terms of they put up 28 runs on the Twins. Right. I just wish that Giolito would have, you know, he did okay, but he, I think he, he should have just like not acknowledged it, and be like, hey, I got the win, the we won. I'm not gonna talk about a last place team, like. Yeah, kinda... that that would have been the ultimate burn. But I yeah. mean, like, I get it. Like, you know, I'm sure if I was in his situation, I, you know, you're competitive. Like, you got some. Like, fired up. You got right. some last place player in the division who's talking about you, and he hit, he hit a home run off of you and celebrated it. So like, I get it. Uh. I don't, if if I was a manager, like I get it, like I you don't you don't want to do that. It's the smart thing to do, but like I'll tell you what, I would love Josh to Donaldson is no Bruno the Bear. No, Bruno the Bear, first of all, if he hits a home run, he's just going right to the dugout. He's he's because he's going to walk there. Bruno the Bear is Anthony uh, Rendon essentially. <laughs> he's a classy guy. He's dead, but he's classy. He's dead, but. All right. Uh, just before, do you have any other? Uh... Yeah, we're if we're talking about a guy who's actually relevant in the league, we're going to talk about Kyle Schwarber right now. Kyle Schwarber oh, is lighting the world it. on fire. Break. Not going to be the I told you so guy, but I kind of am. I wanted to keep Schwarber because to me, the ten million for Schwarber was not the same as seven million to Jock Peterson. I thought they were very much the same player of. A guy who is a lefty who might have a problem hitting righties or, you know, and it just like made no sense to me. If you're keeping most of the band together, might as well just keep him. But sounds like, you know, we, we're going to be cheap. Oh, but my. I can't blame the front office too much because you were thrusted this team that has all these guys we should have gotten rid of or gotten rid of a long time ago or made some moves because Theo got too attached to dudes like Almora and stuff. And yeah, I get it. You had to make something. You had to do something. I feel like Jed Horror came out and he had to feel like he had to do something. So the one thing I hate though, the one thing I hate. Um, now I texted my friend Addie in DC and I, I I asked her. I'm like, can we have Kyle Schwarber back? And she texted me within two seconds. She goes, absolutely not. Because <laughs> like, it's I insane. Love Kyle Schwarber. He just love seems like a good clubhouse guy too. Like just from yeah. Like, he didn't cause any problems in the year, like, in 2017 when he was brought down back to the minors for a week or two just to get a swing back. Like, he totally understood why. He was just like, yeah, I, I suck right now. And, I mean, he's not just hitting bombs, but he hit a home run the other day when he was leading off again. And it was just, he hit it on a rope. It was like, if you're in the outfield, you're you're ducking because how hard he hit that ball. And, you know, good for Kyle. It, like, but going back to it is like the Cubs thought they were a low market team. Like all of a sudden they became the Rays or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, well, we can't afford these guys anymore. Let's let oh we'll, we'll 
we can yeah we can get rid of Darvish, but we can get the same uh, production from Davies, and we oh uh, we can't we, we can get the same production Oof. from Jock than Schwarber, it's, it's, it's and it's just like bullshit. this isn't not it's this such is bullshit, not. and like they can't they can't blame COVID because every team in baseball except for one still came out in the red last year with making money. The Chicago Cubs are what the fourth or third or fourth most profitable team in baseball. Like the only reason to, the only reason the Rays get your rid fans. of it. The only reason the Rays get away with it is because they actually can develop pitching. The Cubs can't, so no. you you need to use your money. Anyone who st- anyone who ever got fooled by owners and like spending less money is but a like, good thing. You, you're getting fucking duped. You're getting like, duped. We want to see look where their biggest holes are. On the field. Look where their biggest holes are right now. Right, starting pitching. Man, it'd be really nice to have a, another one-two punch or a one-two punch with a Kyle Hendricks. Lead off, well, besides the fact, outfield, right? You have Hap and Schwarber who aren't even hitting their weight, right? Peterson. Hayward or Peterson? No, Peterson's done better, but Hayward and Hap are not hitting whatsoever, so it would be nice to have, like, another outfielder. Um, not, like, we keep, we keep Hap. We're, we're so, we're so like, and I love Ian Hap as a person, but, man, he... Man, like, he can't hit. He had a big home run either. this week, but yeah. the game didn't matter because they lost. So I mean, it, it is what it is. It, Maybe and then, and then do they're, they're also getting killed at? They don't have a backup catcher. I don't know well, who no. the fuck these uh, people are. I, I, it honestly is almost even worse that we got rid of in the Darvish and Caratini trade. It might even be worse that we gave, got rid of Caratini instead of Dar, Darvish because it's just like holy hell. They have no one outside of Wilson Contreras, and like that was he gets hurt, thing. it's over. That, that was the thing they've always said like. Oh, we're gonna load manage Wilson Contreras because he catches too many innings. Like, yeah, that's that's right. That's David that's Ross is gonna put the catcher's gear on. He might as well. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, they're calling up people. I don't even know these guys. It's like major league, and you're looking at the lineup, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Is Kyle Schwarber? And then he got so bad yesterday because of Arietta. Right, he throws they a ball, throw, and they uh, they got Arietta gets some Wisdom's hurt. arm taken off. And then they have to put in uh, the backup catcher who they called up that morning from Des Moines to play first base. He's only played like nine games ever in his life at first base. All right, go in there. And one of them was for like the Saskatoon like uh, Brewers. That's like, yeah. Under 12 league. I, Kyle Schwarber is lighting the, the world on fire, but is it maybe due to the sticky substance that is now not in the league? Averages have gone up. Hitting is up across the board. I think. Average home runs. I'm gonna have my take and my devil's advocate take to the league, and you got all these pitchers saying, you know what, it, it, you know, maybe like maybe it was a, you know, it was a good thing, bad thing, whatever. But everyone's like, oh, they shouldn't have done it in the middle of the year. Here's my take. I think that happening in the middle of the season, honestly is probably the best thing they could have done because now we have this huge impact to see. And it might just be because it's warming up and all this stuff. But in the middle of the season, it got people talking about baseball. And now we can see the actual impact because look at how bad the averages was. Oh, worst average in baseball since like the early 90s. And now we have like two weeks removed from the sticky substance and everyone is kicking the shit out of the ball. I think that was one of the best case scenarios for baseball. Let's see it going. I like it. Yeah. So I, I, I like the, I like that they did in the middle of the season. I agree with you there. I think that the, it's such, 
the way that they go about like the challenge process of it or whatever, they need like to refine that. Oh yeah. With Joe Girardi calling out Max Scherzer three times in a game, like at you what give point, an ammo like, to John Boy and that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, which I'm all for. So you know, shout out John Boy if you want to come on come on the podcast or whatever. Um, but it, I think they need to refine that in terms of like, you know, if it or if, maybe that's not even a challenge. Maybe they just have it like, I don't know, keep some sort of like actual guideline that like people discuss and agree on rather than just like, we're going to have these umps go out there whenever there's a challenge or, you know, if it's going to be, you check before the game or every, you know, four innings or whatever, I don't know, keep the pitcher's glove like in a lockbox. I don't know. Any stoppage to an already three hour, four hour game should not be happening. Exactly. Do it, do exactly. it in a time where no, they're in the dugout. It should yeah. not be happening. I, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to know it exists. Yes. Gentlemen, to, I just saw this. Uh, we need to bring this up, but today is happy Bobby Bonilla day. I wish I had that guy's is job. It, is it Bonilla? Bonilla? Yeah. Well, Bonilla. It's Bonilla. You got the what greatest he gets, contract gets, ever. He gets $1.2 million every July 1st. Hey, Until like 2040 or something like that. And, and the, so new Mets, the new Mets ownership actually he will be like getting paid. He will be getting paid by the New York Mets four years after Bryce Harper's 13-year contract ends with the Philadelphia he actually Phillies. Gets paid, he actually gets paid by the Orioles too today. What a guy. Dude, uh, yeah. just, just go back to the sticky substances real quick. Like, I think that they should... The one thing I think they should do with the baseball is they need to make the seams on it better. Cause like, you know, I've held the baseball that, you know, probably, you know, I, I don't know how old it was, but like feeling the seams on a baseball from, you know, a, a major league baseball, whatever, from years ago compared to what it is now, like there's no seam for pitchers to get a good grip on it. Like that's where you're going to get your grip for your curveball and stuff. So if they just like add, you know, more seams on it or what the process is there, could be, you know, kind just of like do a, a little, just do a little like spirit finger. Hello, jazz wave to the you know, baseball and you're good to go. I he's that guy's probably still thinking about it right now. But who knows, no. man? It's always going to be an unpopular take either way about it. Baseball is fucked for letting it get this bad. And it's like, even worse that the we, when, like, when the pitchers are getting challenged, they're like, oh, like, I didn't know this yeah. was a rule. And like, yeah, it was funny when, it was, yeah, funny when Scherzer did it the first time. But now that everyone's doing it, just like, dude, it's I don't want to. Week, it's been two weeks. Yeah. You're yeah. fine. I, I don't want to see have, it anymore. I do have breaking baseball news. Oh. I do have breaking baseball news. The MLB All-Stars, the NL all the MLB All-Stars starters have been announced. Okay. Fuck it. Go for it. Read them off. Uh, there's no Cub and there's no White Sox starting. Really? I, 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 can see this, I can see that. So here else, here's the AL. Uh, first base. Read it off on radio? Yeah, we're going to read it out. First base, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Second base, uh, Marcus uh, Simon, or what's his name? Simeon. Simeon, Simeon that's it. Uh, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers at third base. Outfield is Hernandez, Trout. Kike Hernandez? Or no, Trout. Carrasco. Trout, Trout made it. He's injured. Or he is he still bad? Like April. No, he's still out. It's gonna be a and hard then, one cut out. And then Aaron Judge, and then Aaron Judge. And now Aaron Judge hasn't even been that good. What about catcher? Oh, Shohan and Tony is the DH, and Salvador Perez. Perez oh, might okay. as well just Perez might as well just live there. Um, for the NL, it's Freddie Freeman, 
Adam Frazier at second, Fernando Tatis Jr. The big upset is Nolan, Ar- Nolan Arnato passed Chris Bryant. I know Chris Bryant had a huge lead on him. Yeah, but he had such a shit June. Yeah, passed him. Uh, Jesse Winker, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Nick Cassianos. Another former Cub. And then the uh, catcher is Buster Posey. So, this, this two, is all, two Cincinnati this is all, Reds in there. This is all fan voting, right? Or is it like 50 Yes, this is all fan voting. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, no White like- Sox player, no Cubs player. Kind of makes sense a little bit just because where the teams have been the past two weeks. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see who yeah. gets. We'll get serious. I hope the DH for the NL is Kyle Schwarber, to be honest, because I think he's deserved it. Well, you know, an unpopular opinion could be, you know, I wish that there was no fan voting in all-star games, but what I've been, I was browsing around Reddit over the past week and just over the, the kind of the main four sports subreddits, the topic of unpopular opinions in that sport came up. So we're like, what was your unpopular opinion in hockey or basketball or baseball? So do you guys have any unpopular opinions about sports in general? And what are they, if you have one? I think that I've kind of changed my mind on this as growing older. Um, I used to be, I think as a young guy, you'd think like, oh, you know, bandwagon fans, like, oh, bandwagon fans, they stink. But honestly, now, like, I think bandwagon fans for any sport, even though I've been on record saying I hate certain bandwagon fans or when, like, the Hawks were good in Chicago. Like, bandwagon fans are a good thing. That's my unpopular take. They're a good thing because just let people have a good time. After last year uh, and how fucking shitty and no sports and, you know, whatever, just let people have a good time. I was having trivia at the bar yesterday, and there was this uh, – one of our friends of a friend was saying, like, can you believe, like, people are trying to wear Suns games at – at the hospital like people are she like works at the icu she's like like i work in the icu like nobody cares i'm like man like give some giving some of those old people a little bit of joy like my wife my wife who works in a hospital as well says that everyone's son's fever that the old people at her hospital are like son's fever like just having a little bit of fun just let people have yeah. some goddamn fun more I- fans more money it's a better product imagine especially like even if we're talking about baseball like imagine yelling at like a new new like tampa bay rays fan like dude you only you only like them because they're good now or whatever like dude baseball's dying we need all that we need all the fans you can have let people have fun like god damn like what is with this virtue signaling like just let people have a good time like i I think as a whole absolutely like fair like not fair weather fans or or yeah those those types of fans are like you know don't bother me i just think it's like when you get that one-on-one like person who like if you get like a fair weather fan or, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Oh, if you're a fair weather fan, you're being an ass. You're being an ass yeah, about like, it. Then, yeah. You're trying to act like you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Devin Booker is my favorite player on the Suns. He uh, he got drafted straight out of high school. Yeah, and, like, you're just, like, talking out your <laughs> ass. Like, so I guess, like, the most famous one in Chicago is I'm, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Toes. It's like, yeah, it's, it's Taves. Like, I'm going to let people be Sox fans, let them be if they've never even had it before, if their hat looks like there's not even a single speck of dust on it, whatever, man, let them have a good time. Like, let's just let everyone have a good time. But if you're going to get, if you're going to be that, you have a brand new Jersey and you're going to get in my face of how you're the biggest fan or whatever, then we have an issue. I get you. But like, just let people have a good time. It's just, come on. 
Yeah, especially like hearing like, oh, I'm a Chicago fan. Like, I don't, I root for the Sox and the Cubs. Like that even. That's 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 blasphemy. Let people have a good time. I don't like that. I don't like that. Any other? I, like I that. that was my opinion. What about you? Um, I can't really. I haven't really dug too much into this. I'm sure there's something that will piss me off. Um, but it is kind of weird watching the NBA playoffs and not seeing coaches wear suits. I like the coach in a suit. I think it shows like I'm here to do business. I'm here to kick your ass, and we're gonna win this game. You're seeing them in like sweatpants and like polos, and like, dude, this isn't high school. Like, oh, look it's good. It's crazy how baseball and like football are different. Like, you know, you football, you wear like you wear like bears wear hoodies, jump like shit like that. Right. It's baseball. You're, you're I mean, dressed as the player. I I the hoodie on. I, I saw it. Which is so I, weird. I, I, I that, saw a thing that's that actually was like, my unpopular opinion is that you know, managers wearing baseball uniforms are stupid. I have another one, but that I just thought that was funny that you brought that up. Like Yeah, I like I like the NBA coach in a cool suit. It looks like they're coaching AAU teams right now. It, it just doesn't I don't know. You look like a trainer, like Yes. Like, Thank you. you you're know. wearing sweatpants. In a polo. And tape their ankle if they get hurt. So, Not a fan. So because you, you said that one, you said that kind of played into the, my managers wearing baseball uniforms is stupid, which I don't know if that is unpopular or if that's mostly agreed upon. But my unpopular opinion is I hate the argument of, you know, I know that like on NBA uh, TNT on, or NBA on TNT that Shaq always uses this argument of like, you know, I have more rings than you, which means I'm a better player i hate that argument that rings make someone a better player like someone like robert ori isn't going to say oh i'm better than charles barkley because he has more rings you know or i know that's really kind of our distant comparison of the two players but i just cannot stand when someone only brings up rings as an argument or championships to compare like their ability versus another player i just that's that's my unpopular opinion i don't know if you guys agree or disagree but i hate that I got rings, so I'm better than you. You know, the NBA is is a little bit, especially net today's NBA, where you got people stacking teams. I think that loses its weight. But oh I yeah, don't know. that that was the argument in the 80s and 90s, just like you had to wear a ring. Like the only time I can see that argument kind of being relevant, if like you have similar players, where it's just like okay, they have kind of the same amount of where points for or rebounds. Maybe like a couple years ago, like the Brady the Brady Manning argument, you were just like, okay, well, it's Brady's got the edge because of the rings. But I mean, like now it's like, you can't even argue just because Brady's played for so much longer and better, you know, consistently better, you know, like, well, like I, I know the big argument in the NBA for a while was like Kevin Garnett versus Tim Duncan. Like Garnett technically has a little bit better numbers than Duncan, but Duncan's playoff record is just phenomenal and like how but also Tim, Tim Duncan would do what his coach was asking him to do in that game like what if it, and if if, if yeah. it called for him to be a guy in the post I mean, and be Garnett's got one ring and Duncan had five but like I don't know like that like if a player has similar stats you know if they're similar I do kind of want the winner on my team because I think and granted like not every team is built fairly because um, you have to draft late if use free agents and injuries play a factor. But like it is I will say this, it is a weak it's a it's a it's almost like a straw man argument a little bit. It, it just it doesn't hold up as well. Especially in today's game with like all the data. 
I like it though. I like those are some two hot takes there, Kev. I like it. What uh, you know what? Let's 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 end on our power rankings. How about it? Let's do it. You wanna you wanna share what uh we've decided to to rank so, this week? Our power rankings this week are favorite bears, and this is not Chicago sports bears related, but the favorite bears of all time. Jackson, why don't you start us off with your number three? Number three, um, I'm going to go with a cartoon character, um, and it is going to be Boo Boo Bear from Yogi Bear. Hey, uh, baby, Boo Boo. <laughs> my mom used to always call me that. I think he's the smart one out of the group uh, because he always questions Yogi, and Yogi, Yogi never gets the picnic baskets. I, I feel like if Yo, like Yo, or Boo Boo's just like, Yogi, if you're the smartest bear and the friendliest bear, like, but we're still not getting food, like, why don't you just act like a real bear eventually? Like, I feel like Yogi, or Boo Boo's just going to get tired of Yogi. So, I'm going to go Boo Boo. He seems like a cool dude. So, yeah. Solid choice. So, my number three, I actually chose uh, a food. And some of you might be thinking gummy bears, which, you know, they're they're good. They're good, but they kind of get played out after a while. You start eating, you know. Handful after handful, they all just kind of taste the same, get blast. So I chose Teddy Grahams. Teddy Grahams is my top, Ooh. my number three favorite Ooh. bear or bear favorite thing. So Teddy Grahams, they got good flavors. You have honey, you have, uh, you have cinnamon, you have chocolate, you have chocolate chip. You know, there's, you know, getting those in like your lunches when you were younger or like just like seeing them at like the gas station. You got to grab the Teddy Grahams. Solid snack. You know, you can eat a bunch of them without getting sick. It tastes good. It's a nice little, nice little Teddy Graham cookie, cookie cracker to, you know, quench your hunger, kind of start your day off. So Teddy Graham's my number three. Tim? I like it. I went with uh, Fozzie Bear and the Muppets, the Wagga Wagga Wagga. <laughs> that is a good one. I totally forgot about Fozzie. <laughs> so Fozzie just, I mean, come on, with that and just the guy was cool as a cucumber, he's got to be my number three. Go go, Fozzie Bear. Well, and the go fact ahead. that he he played off of, like, Kermit's, like, boring, per, like, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Fozzie, you know, it's like... He's, he was the life of the party where Kermit was just a wet blanket who... He had fart shoes, Kevin. He had fart shoes. Yeah, he also played the banjo in a swamp and... Would go, waka, waka, waka. No, no, Kermit played the ba- the banjo. Yeah, Kermit played the banjo and he whenever he'd get excited, he'd flail his arms in the air and go, yay! Yeah. Fozzie had fart shoes. Number two, Jack? Uh, another cartoon character. Also, another great bear from my favorite Disney movie, The Jungle Book, is Blue. Oh, took one of mine right there. Blue is a great bear. Bear necessity. I mean, the guy could sing. It's the national anthem of bears. He, you know, slept around all day, which is a goal that I want to do. What type are you talking about? He saved Mowgli multiple times. Mowgli's a fucking idiot. Um, you know, and in the remake with, uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray was a great Blue the Bear. So it's been a trans, it's the, the and in the first one, dump truck back there had a dump truck. <laughs> Man, look like Lizzo on screen. <laughs> Shake his ass. He got an ass. All right. That was mine. Blue the Bear. Second. <laughs> 
God. Uh, get, get that visualization out of your head. Lizzo-ass blue the bear. It is over number two, Kev. Uh, my number two is Lizzo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is, it is actually... Uh, I went with an actual species of bear. And uh, the biggest and coolest bear, polar bears, is my number two. Damn it. Sorry if I took your number one. But I yeah, told polar my... bears, not only are they the biggest bears, okay? They're the coolest bears. They live in, you know, obviously we, they live in uh, uh, the North Pole. I was going to say South Pole, but those are penguins. They live in the North Pole. And they have some awesome sponsorships like Coca-Cola and, ice, the, you know, Icy Bear. Just the coolest bear species. You know, I was kind of going back and forth between that and grizzly bear just because, like, grizzly bears is kind of what you think of when you think of a bear. But, you know, polar bears, there was that video that Jackson that sent out, uh, you know, a couple years ago of the bear, the polar bear trying to get in of, on a cameraman in a bubble. Terrifying. Would never want to be in that position. But just polar bears are my number two. They're the coolest. They're white. You know, that's just cool because you don't really see that many bears that are other than brown or black. So it's cool to see a different color bear. And they're they're just terrifying when they're shaved. Yeah. yeah. When they are shaved, they are terrifying. They look like a skinned cat. It's very weird. So, polar bears are my two, Tim. Uh, number two, got to be Lizzo. Just took a <laughs> DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bear. Uh, no, number two for me, um, a lot of mine just got taken. Um, so... Number two, number two for me is going to have to go with Smokey, Smokey the bear. Only Uh, you can protect, only you can prevent uh, forest fires because I like that slogan because a lot of people weren't really listening to that. What that slogan saying is, hey, dumbass, you dumb shit. Listen, I'm a bear. I don't have to do fucking shit. I'm sitting here in my forest. Your dumbass has to make sure that this shit doesn't go up in flames. I'm going to chill and do me. You just got to make sure that you aren't stupid and make our, our forest go on. No, I, I thought of something. I thought of something. You know, last week's bear alert news with the, the family sleeping in, you know, the, the can, not canopies. What were they sleeping? The, hammocks. The hammocks. The hammocks. Those weirdos sleeping in hammocks. Do you think that bear was on fire patrol? And notice that they did not put out their fire, so he had to attack them. Something to think about. I think it's logical. I think I think, I think it's very logical. Thought, I think the people who reported this or got attacked thought they were getting attacked, but the bear was actually just going over. To he's say, trying like, hey, to save them. Yeah. Hey, hey. It's not his fault. He's got claws and you teeth. Got char- you got charcoal. Uh, I, I need to wake you up to put out this fire. Yeah, I think that's the real story. He might have mauled one or two, but it was just trying to wake him up. He, it was urgency to put Only out the fire. Only you can prevent forest fires. Stop being a dumbass. Bears just trying to bear. Just let the guy be a bear. You just got to make sure you aren't stupid and starting fires or put them out. So, Jackson, hit me up with your number one. Oh, it's a polar bear. They're the ultimate killing machine. If we could teach them to fly Apache helicopters... They can't be stopped. What about the goaler? The goaler is cool, but I gotta go with old fashioned the polar bear. Like when those when we if were it's at white, zoo, good night. If those things when they stand up and they're thirteen feet tall and they tower over Shaq by another size of Shaq, like, come on. Those things they're the largest carnivore on earth. 
they're awesome. Like, I get the argument Gorilla fans try to make with a verse a Grizzly. I get it. I disagree with you. And I will fight you to the death in that argument. But there is no argument for a Gorilla even coming close to a polar bear. It, it, it wouldn't happen. I would take any polar bear in a fight against a land animal within its same size, right? If it's going against a lion or a tiger, boom, it's kicking its ass. Like, they are... that. We need to tweet out that video of the polar bear trying to break into that glass thing, and that's only a female bear, if I'm not mistaken. So, imagine a, a male that's bigger and stronger... Yeah, I don't want to ever see them in the wild. They'd especially, be terrifying. Especially if you get a gorilla on a polar bear's home turf, there's an ice cube before they even get to touch the polar bear. There's an ice cube. Yeah. I just, I just want to get ahead of this. Even though male polar bears might be bigger and stronger, we, and in no way, shape, or form the Team Bear podcast, are ever doubting the abilities of female polar bears. We are 100%. We are 100%. They are mean female polar bear podcast. We are getting out in front of that. So they are, they're mama bears. You never come across a mama bear. We would equally get killed by a male or female polar bear. This is a bear sex positive podcast. Just want to let you know. Okay. And and also polar bears have been a great advocacy for fighting against climate change. You know, people like we got to protect the polar bears. You're damn right. We do stop polluting. You see that? You see that guy with no ice? You're like, what the fuck did we do? Yeah, they're gonna start coming down here, and guess yeah. what? They're gonna be hungry. Yeah, well, nothing's a, nothing's a better message than to. Fuck you know, that! I'm t- not gonna believe in Al Gore, <laughs> but that polar bear's swimming too much. I need to get get going on this. Get me electric car, honey. I mean, what what's better than you know? What's a better message of like protecting uh that polar caps than you know? Hey, if uh we don't do that, polar bears are gonna come where you live and they're gonna take over. You think Gross. raccoons? Are, you think a raccoon's a problem going through your garbage? Imagine a polar bear going through your garbage, and then they break down the door. And I will say this: going back to Smokey the Bear, do we just need to put bears on enforcements? Like, hey, stop polluting, stop doing forest fires. Otherwise, these bears are coming after you. That's what we need to do. That's messaging 101. Send the bears out to make sure we clean up their like clean up our shit. Number one, Kev. <laughs> That just has me thinking of the Simpsons episode where they uh, they have they spend all that money in the city about like Bear Patrol or whatever it is. Yep. Oh, for the first four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So my number one, uh, it's a TV show called Bear in the Big Blue House. I don't know if you've ever seen that Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear fucks. That not it's only does bear. that bear not only does that bear fuck he's he's huge which they did a great job scaling it to an actual like bear size because you don't want like little teddy bear he's humongous. This uh, isn't snuggle. Just the concept of the show was ridiculous that a bear owns a house a big blue house and it has like roommates or tenants of the big blue house which are purple otters a lemur a little smaller bear uh, he talks to the moon and the sun and oh there's also a blue mouse in there. And the songs, the opening song is really good, but the goodbye song to, when he sings with the moon, that that uh, is that's a bop like right Hayes there. Hayes needs to get on some Bear in the Blue House. I, I will definitely. I think it's on Disney Plus, so I think it will have to uh, just do the old fashioned put in front of a screen for five hours, and he'll be fine. I mean, not that I, not that I'm, you know, 
thinking that Hayes is going to not be Team Bear, but, you know, just to kind of re-encourage the fact, you know. Just you don't want to stray him away. You don't want to stray him away. Yeah, other other good Bear shows that, you know, could have been made the list would be Little Bear from Nick Jr. Uh, or the books, the Berenstein Bears. They were close, close, See, I uh, hate... fourth and fifth, but. Okay, I, I will, I have. Save that for if you have any, uh, any shitty ones, but. Yeah. Finish this off, Tim. What was your number one? Well, I'd be remiss to say that I had had some honorables, but I, I went with the good book. I went all the way back to the Bible for this one, boys. Uh, went all the way back to the Bible to see a verse that I think really shows what we're about with bears. And this is the Bible verse 2 Kings 23-22. And it talks about a guy named Elijah. And Elijah is going up to Bethlehem, going to Bethel, and he's getting made fun of by some teenagers. They're saying, go up, Baldy, go up, Baldy. They're calling him bald. So what does God do? He turned around, looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And then two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of those children right in that Bible. Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of articles online wondering why the heck this is in the Bible and saying, you know, what's going on? Why would God do this? And people are questioning and questioning the legitimacy of this passage, but I don't think you have to question anything. I think you understand exactly what the hell is going on. Don't be a bully. Yeah, don't be a bully. Don't be a punk because you're going to get your ass kicked by some bears. So, again, this goes back to Why do you think bears. bears are on this planet? They know exactly who is being an asshole. So bears know, again, advocacy campaigns need to just do bears because Smokey, climate change, and God are already using them to tell humans, don't be dicks. That's don't start forefires, don't be bullies, and take that. care of the planet. So now every, every bear mauling that has ever happened, every, every one of those people has just been an asshole. So I yeah. guess. Tim, My can you text me that that. Oh, I got it. I got, oh, I got to look at it. I got it. I got it. I got it in my notes here. Um, but my, I had some, um, I had some honorable mentions. One of them was, um, from the real, everyone, everyone always says, oh, but have you ever heard of the real Goldilocks story? And I know we did Goldilocks last week and we'll continue doing this podcast, but everyone goes, oh yeah, the real po- Goldilocks story is dark because Goldilocks it's, actually it's gets, get, oh, oh, yeah, oh, Goldilocks actually gets eaten. And I'm like, well, yeah, she was intruding on their house. And what did that mama bear do? She ate protected him. her family, and she ate that girl because she was an intruder. What am I supposed? Like, yeah, again, she was an asshole, according to the Bible. Yeah, bears, Jones, bears. break in and eat people's porridge, or you're gonna get eaten. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. And then I also have to give a shout out to the sea bear in SpongeBob. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um. I'm giving a shout out to another food one that we haven't talked about. Bear claws. Bear claws are really good to eat. I certainly don't want to make fun of bald people after I eat a bear claw. I'll tell you that. They're coming for you. Yeah. yeah we need- any any fans who are going to a Yankees game, don't make fun of Brett Gardner. That's not a you're gonna be your the life on earth is gonna be. Guy, the bears can be in the parking lot like a New Jersey bear or New York bear with like a crowbar. There you go. I'll oh, put it in the chat there for you. Well, 42 children. There is 40, a... That's, that's like a, two classrooms. That's not, hy- that's not hyperbole. This is this is from the Bible, so... Here's the thing. I definitely think Bruno Bear would have done the mauling, too. He was walking to 
prevent anti-balding campaigns. And just killing just jerks along the way. Yeah. Um, I have a good honorable mention. I, I, I have another one. The It's another story. And it's a great story of a bear. And for those who, who, are, who are people who are new to our podcast, um, I know the three of us have seen this movie, but Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, man. <laughs> the story of the hobo and the girl, oh, who, we, the, lady, the lady who saved him gave him a sweatshirt with a bear on it. And he, he tells us what bears are about. And that's what we we need to be about. We we should review Hobo with the Shotgun. We should definitely do a a, a viewing of... Should we do a live stream of it? (laughs) Watch and react. (laughs) Jesus Christ. If you have not seen that movie, the the, uh, the, the reasoning he has after uh, he, you know, his experiences with bears needs to be shared with the world, so... Um, another shout out. I'll give a shout out to George Hallis or Papa Bear. Whew. Oh, Kevin, I, I don't know if you're going to beat that list, but give us any honorables there, Kev. Uh, my honorables were the Berenstein Bears, and then uh, for, I forgot what I said for the other. Oh, Little Bear was another good show, but I have a, I just have one that I just didn't. I put on there like just talk about because they're not bears; they're marsupials. The koala bear, just you just go by koalas. Don't go by bear. Just they're little rats that hang out in trees and are one of the world's dumbest animals. So just koala bears. Well, they're so stupid that uh, uh, that Australians uh, have like that myth of the drop bear, and they they try to like fool Americans by saying that drop bears exist, and it's supposed to be like rabid koala bears. It's pretty crazy. You gotta check it out. Yeah, what about Winnie? Any any Winnie the Pooh love? You know, Mary Mary would have been that's her number one is Winnie the Pooh. He's got some great t- quotes. Got I'm a Tigger guy. I'm a Tigger guy if I had to pick one. I do like Winnie the Pooh. But Tigger's but... not a part of the gang without Winnie. That's true. Winnie Winnie is the heart of the gang. He's yeah. the heart. Yeah, he's the heart and soul. Um now I will disagree with you. I actually can't stand the Berenstein Bears, to be honest with you. They don't um, even look like bears. No, I don't like how they call, address each other. Brother like, bear. why is Father Bear calling him Brother Bear? That's weird. Or Mother Bear is calling Father Bear Father Bear. I'm sorry. That's weird. You don't, you don't do that. Like, hey, Brother Bear. Hi, Sister Bear. Mother Bear calling Sister Bear Sister Bear. That's weird. That's I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm guessing because these books are just aimed at three to four-year-olds, but, you know. Just keep it simple. I don't think that's right. I think that I think the author's trying to fuck with us somehow, some way. <laughs> the real names are like just like Goldilocks. Here's another secret meaning behind the bear, behind yeah. the, all those stories. Might be some satanic ritual or something. You know, they might be something. They, they they might be a cult. You know, brother, brother. You know. I did when I I go, when I was googling or uh, I was googling Berenstein Bears just to like kind of think. I was like, if I was gonna put it in my top uh, top three or not. And one of the pictures that came up was uh, Mother Bear. <laughs> the title of like the, the fake book was like Mother Bear Finds Out. And it was Mother Bear holding a, a bear porno magazine with Father Bear in the background. Like, oh, no, I got caught. So <laughs> maybe that's the secret. That's the Father secret Bear, meeting. what were you looking at? 
like bear. Oh, brother was, bear. What was what was the joke? Father bear like is a racist because there was like they changed the the title because like a panda bear moved across the street or something. Like father bear gets upset. I love the internet. It's it's hysterical. But yeah, uh, none of the big Bernstein bears. Now I'm gonna and, be now I'm gonna be looking at Bernstein bear memes before I go to bed. Also, Care Bears. Not cool. Yeah. They're all right. Still bears. Yeah. I mean, low tier. Low tier. Low tier. I mean, a Care Gorilla? No, get out of here. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap up episode five of the Team Bear podcast. Uh, Once again, you can find our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, before we go, Jackson Tib, do you have anything to say before we uh, sign off? Is the hot dog contest this weekend? I mean, it should be on Sunday, I think, right? Okay, I want I want to talk to Joey Chestnut or anybody in that contest and say, hey, you got another you got another hot dog in front of you right now. Bruno was gonna keep on walking. You better keep on eating. Yeah, I'm glad you actually brought that up before we, before we uh, signed off because. I recall there was a show on, like, had to be Fox that it was, like, a show where they pitted, like, professional athletes or, like, or people who, like, were really good at a specific thing, and they would put them up against an animal to compete. And Kobayashi, the Japanese guy who was, you know, the hot dog eating yeah, king. Yeah, and then he ended up being, like, an asshole or something. Yeah, he actually, I'm pretty sure... I'm sure there's probably a video out there on YouTube or wherever, but he went up against a bear, the first one to eat, like, 50 hot dogs, one, like, to compete. And guess who won? The bear. The bear. Landslide. He just... Now, last year, last year, Barstools, uh, they had four people take on a bear, and they actually beat the bear, but the bear got bored and distracted and started laying around on the ground all day. Wasn't intimidated. Wasn't intimidated. You know, like, he probably eats hot dogs all the time, and he's like, this is this is not my life. I don't want to be the hot dog eating bear. I need to be out there doing advocacy compa- campaigns against bullying, balding people. All I know is this weekend, if I think to myself on, you know, 4th of July, like, oh, I've had my last beer of the day or my last hot dog. What would Bruno of the, want? Of the, yeah, what would Bruno want me to do? I mean... Oh, it's it's 7 p.m. Fireworks are gonna start. I've already had 15 beers. I'm good. No, have your 16th. Have your 25th <laughs> beer. Come on, guys. It's America. Bruno died for this. Let's go. I I salute you, Bruno. Yeah. No one cares about Harambe anymore. Here's old news. It's all about Bruno, baby. Harambe didn't walk 800 miles. All right, people. Bruno did. Bruno did. All right, that's it for episode five of the Team Bear Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. RIP Bruno. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears! <laughs>